court into a small area. There were several people waiting for her. And when they were there, they were ready to ambush her. Ambush her. They were ready to hurt her, and they did. They murdered her in cold blood, and everything in just a moment's moment just changed. While they are doing the strangling and the awful things that they're doing to her, that is the moment that she's asking God she doesn't want to die yet. And next, the most horrific moment happens, and there was even so much more. How, as a family, do you forgive when the unimaginable happens? Today's show is about forgiveness being the only way. With me is Jesse Gaxiola, and he is the brother of a beautiful young woman that was murdered in cold blood. How do you forgive, as God tells you to forgive, when that is the last thing that you want to do? Jesse, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. That moment that you got that devastating phone call, yes. what, what happened that moment? Well, um, it actually was over having lunch after her coming out of a service that Sunday morning. Um, I was with a good friend of mine. He's also a pastor. We just started pioneering a church at an art gallery uh, called the Bluebird in Whittier. And um, we were just, he was there just uh, co-laboring with me, serving the Lord. And I was, uh, uh, we went, he said, let's go have lunch. So we went and um, we were sitting down. He, I could see that he had a heavy heart. And they called him and let him know first to let me know. And when I was there talking to him, uh, his ear, his eyes started tearing up and he was looking at me and I'm all, what's going on, Jay? What, what do you have to say? Tell me. He's like, your sister. And I'm right there and then I knew. You knew. knew. Now you had warned her before that. You had told her not to hang out with this particular group. What, what went wrong here? Well, what it was is that uh, she wasn't necessarily hanging out with the group. She had a friend that was connected with the person that this crime was committed by. Um, she, she knew some information about the person uh, that her friend was dating that was criminal activities. She found out that he was involved in drug dealing and he was involved in some robberies of another drug dealers. And my sister was telling her friend, you better stop seeing him or else I'm gonna, starting off, I'm gonna tell your mom. That didn't work. So he said, well, I'm gonna end up telling the authorities. That scared her. So she told her friend, her, her boyfriend, that that's what my sister told her, that I need to stop seeing you because my friend's gonna tell the cops or the authorities. Um, from that point on, that's where the plot started to silence her. And um, so with that, when I was, uh, well, I want to get back to the point when Jason Lozano actually told me about my sister, because I had a moment there and I was just talking to another brother earlier about it. And it reminded me um, what I went through at that time was that I, I knew it was my sister because I, I know it sounds kind of strange and it is something that you know it's very hard to explain because how do you explain this I felt my sister had her presence on my shoulder that's and I, weird and I smelled her perfume that she used to wear and that's when I started crying because I realized it was my sister Gloria uh. and I looked I go it's Gloria she's like dude it's Gloria man like 
you know, she was killed. And I just felt like she was kind of um, comforting me mm-hmm. um, at that time by, uh, you know, I, it's, it's hard to explain. That's kind right. of a very kind of odd sub- subject to talk about, how to explain that. But I just felt like, uh, you know, it, it was, it was, it was leading to all the different other situations that happened because throughout this time with with everything that happened it, it as as hard as it was it really was somewhat i felt god was in behind the scenes through it all but here's the moment because i still want to go back there yeah you told her don't don't hang out with this group anymore it's yes. going to be trouble and then she wanted to tell the authorities she was lured in yeah. taken in the car strangled dragged by a car for miles and a yeah. trucker finds her later yeah. whatever the body looks like at this point mm-hmm. on the road yes that whole scene as as i read it in the papers mm-hmm. and with the research and all that yes and this was a godly woman yes so most people at that moment will scream out, God, why definitely. her? Did you do any of that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, one thing that I've been very um, familiar with is being very vindictive. Um, oh, really? Yeah, definitely. I was somebody that will, um, one way or the other, you'll get your, you get what you deserve, kind of. Mm-hmm. And uh, something that... I was delivered from and thank God I was delivered from that oh yeah this happened because uh, there was a lot of temptation and not only my own feelings that I had but also having people coming up to me that was tempting me to you want to do something about this you know and take matters in our own hands in a sense you could say so I knew that I had to really dive into trusting into what the Lord was doing in my life. And the voices that are talking back and forward probably at those moments, right? So oh, I, I could see that being like a total challenge. Now, there's so much more to this because you have to step into something that is the most undeserving for the other person because oh, yeah. you knew probably who these people were. Yeah, I could have. But the authorities for many years, nobody was able to put their hands on it. Eight years. Eight years. Can you imagine? Somebody does the unimaginable. For eight years, no answers come. And you know who did this to your own sister. And it almost feels like you're betraying your sister by doing absolutely nothing. How would you handle that? What is the key to forgiveness? To not just set free of those that have done that to you, but to start setting free yourself. Stay tuned, because you want to know how you too can have that peace. We'll be right back. TV 
Envy is all about you getting the needs met that you have. Satan wants to steal, kill, and destroy your life, but Jesus wants to give you the abundant life. How do we do that? We have guests with stories, and God wants to do the stories again in your life. He wants to change your life, He wants to improve your life, and He wants you to have all the benefits. It's hard to imagine when something so incredible evil happens and how you need to work with that and then when you know who has done it and nothing is done about it. I could remember when I was divorced from my husband, how I imagined that I would just shoot his tires when he would drive by. How I would not mind if he would just get killed for some reason in an accident somewhere. And these thoughts that were coming in one after another that were just not of God because they brought no peace. They brought revenge, and from revenge comes unforgiveness, hatred, the whole bitterness. And you become a very unhappy person. And I know you out there right now, there's a bunch of you that is not happy. But it says it in the Bible here, and I want to share this with you. So it says it right there, right here when Peter asks how to forgive. And I wonder what the reasons were behind that. But he says right here, later, Peter approached Jesus and said, how many times do I have to forgive my fellow believer who keeps offending me? This is even Christians against Christians. Seven times. And then Jesus answered, not seven times, Peter, but 70 times, seven times. The lesson of forgiveness of heaven's kingdom realm can be illustrated and it goes on. So I believe today when Jesse is sharing that it's going to be an illustration for you what the heavenly realm actually is about as we're talking about this. The authorities knew what it was. And often when you have criminals that do something horrendous like this, they're going to do something else again. Yes. They usually don't stop there. No. You see this happening over and over and over again in different scenarios. Yes. You know what's going on and you feel your hands are tight and that the grace of God is holding you back. Yes. How in the world did you do that? The only explanation I could say was Holy Spirit was the grace and the mercy of God on my life that he did save me because that was one of the big, that was the biggest test that I've been through so far in the sense of not taking matters in my own hand because I grew up that way. Very uh, a defender, a protector. That's my little sister. I, I, I've been in so many fights over defending people. That's just my nature. Uh, I've been always, the, all my fights that I've been through was always defending, like fighting bullies, fighting people, picking on other people, uh, as far as I could remember. So it's been something that's part of my nature in the sense of just my upbringing and growing up. So it was one of the biggest challenges I've ever been in my life, through my life, in my life. And um, to this very point, I'm, to this very day, it's still something I need to know that the battle is the Lord's. You know, and vengeance is His. Mm -hmm. and, and just stand on those promises. You have to stand on the promises of God. Definitely. I, I've heard Bill Johnson for, say before, when he has an issue that he can't resolve. Mm -hmm. That he would keep reading the Psalms over and over and over again till some resolving would come inside of him that he would not go do the action almost, you know. And I'm, in, I'm emphasizing here a little yeah, bit. Yeah, definitely.
but but to stop that feeling of like oh you know right now you actually saw that justice in a small way came after eight years this case should have been closed it should have been locked up yes what changed uh what happened with that situation was at that time there was a lot of uh, you know uh, there was a huge investigation going on there was uh, we were doing at, at, in the beginning I did get involved in the sense of bringing evidence and helping the detectives leading them to where I believed it was uh, uh, where it was stemming from where it came from I actually did a lot of detective work as well uh, for in the beginning in the mo like at the moment but I do got to say I had a lot of support at that time that so it took actually eight years for actually anything to happen what changed all of a sudden in this cold case well through the process of the eight years it was not only a time of testing uh, not only for myself and my family and everybody that was involved in this situation, but also was a time of reflecting on what was the Lord doing through all this time. And as long as it seemed it took 8,000 years as it wow. felt, oh, yes. um, it was uh, the perfect time that I, we needed, and personally myself, what I needed to process this in the way that it was going to give not only God the glory, but also what he was going to use and, and what he was doing through all this. Wow. So you're saying that time actually, even if it felt like an eternity, became a blessing in disguise for you guys to process. Yes. Because there must have been a change or switch or something that happened that all of a sudden this case went to trial. Yes. Uh, as, as there was evidence, you know, um, adding up and amounting to where it was going to be proven and, and actual facts that this was, uh, uh, you know, first degree murder, something else premeditated, something that was um, plotted and planned. Um, through all that is also realizing that we needed to process and to also realize what we're God doing in our lives through this and it, as it being such a hard thing to even, oh, even to imagine. understand or even personally to be able to let go and to forgive and to be able to understand because even to this, to this very day, I still don't understand. No, you shouldn't have to. Shouldn't have but to. I do know that God is using this and has used this. And this is something that did bring me to a place where I'm at now, understanding what true forgiveness wow. is what it really means to forgive and forget. I want to hear more about that. It's when you would be in trial and you would be facing the people that murdered your sister in an awful way. How would you do? Can you forgive? Stay tuned. Bar TV, the stories we bring, the problems we show, the solutions we present are real. They are raw and they are authentic. The stories we share are with real people. Are you struggling or do you know someone that has problems? We want you to know that you are not alone. Many can relate. Are you afraid? God wants to give you peace. 
Do you feel unloved? Know that God loves you. God wants to give you love, peace, joy, and hope. It's all about the real deal. Barb TV wants to share with you its resources, answers, and hope. It is time to not live in a mediocre life, but for you to step into your full potential. God has great plans for you. We have great answers, resources, and hope. BarbTV.org or 855-515-5550. So Jesse, here you are. Trial happens because of one of the people involved, part of the crime, actually fessed everything up. Yes. That put it into trial, finally after eight years, even if you knew all this time who were the guilty ones. You come face to face with those that have done this to your sister. You've chosen to forgive. You've chosen to let go. You've chosen to move on. But when you're actually face to face that moment, were you able to stand up to it? Yes, by the grace and the mercy of God. But I want to backtrack just a bit because in those eight years, it was a lot of dying to self. Ah. And it was a lot of, of realizing who God is as not only as God, but as my father. Now, and the dying to self helps you step in that heavenly realm. Yes. Am I correct for yes. you to be able to live on earth as it is in heaven? Amen. Exactly. And by you doing that, that prepared you for court? It did because I know God is a just God and we're praying for justice. We're, I was praying, not just I was, but I, we had a group of believers. And I love my brothers and sisters, kingdom people, because they were coming in agreements with me that the truth will be revealed, justice will be served, and that, on, for my heart, that whoever was a part of this will come to know him. And that was... That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. Because yes. you almost want them just to die, you know, and, and or oh. to... to to just sit in a cell for a long time so with something but you chose to live as Jesus did and I did that. and I but I do give all the glory and the credit to of God course. because um, I was starting to understand more so that they're also humans and, and they're people like I am or anyone else uh, anyone else could have or, or could have went down that road or it could have happened to anyone now, while you're talking that in the spirit, I am seeing that somebody is screaming at you right now with some profanity, very angry, having a hard time to believe. They said, how is that possible? What do you want to say to that person right now? What I want to say is that God is the one that's in, in control. He's on the throne and he knows what's best. And what we need to do to rather than take matters in our own hand as it seems that's the temptation for everyone is to see justice serve right there and then as soon as possible is to be able to know everything is in his timing and to be able to trust that he is the one that will serve what needs to be served. Because if you really think about it, what good could come out of more hurt, more suffering, more pain? There's nothing. Okay. I wouldn't want anyone to go through what I've been through, even to the people that actually committed this crime. Uh, I, I was just visualizing them as children, as they had a mom, they have a mom and dad. They uh, actually have family themselves, and they were just deceived and used by the enemy as much as anyone else could. Thank you. I think that is something that they can do something with right there. 
the trial passes, you now the aftermath. And so often you hear the stories, you work up when somebody unexpectedly dies, a little different even with you probably. Yeah. The funeral take place, all the preparations, yes. and then you fall into this hole. Mm. So after trial, everything is completed. Was it like it is finished? Or what do I do now? Or how do I celebrate what she left behind? Well, <clears throat> it's, not really a, it's not really a win situation because the sad part is like I can't have my sister back. Right. The good part is like they could, they could have their loved ones back mm. as the ones that uh, committed this crime. But in the way is that the bigger picture is are they going to be held against the crime that they committed by God? Is that something that he wants? No. no. I just know it's by, this is where I'm, I come to a place where I know it's only the Holy Spirit that can help us as humans, as a person, as a brother, to have the heart of God like that, to have mercy and grace that way. Because, uh, I, in those eight years, like, I felt like if the shoe was on the other foot, you know, because like in my history, it could have been me really easily to walk in that path. Um, and I just, what would I want for myself? Or what would my mom want if that was her son? Wow, that is a beautiful way to put it. And you understood the other side. I you did. You were in a way to some extent there before. Yes. Wow. Today you do dance parties. Yes. Everything has changed. You yeah. always, including with your sister and with your family, celebrated life, celebrated yes. being together. Hallelujah. But your dance parties aren't just a party. No. Tell me a little bit about that. So through all this, you know, uh, heaviness, uh, this burden, this, this sadness of just having someone so innocent, so pure, because mm -hmm. uh, for her, for me knowing her as my sister so personal, I knew how innocent she was. And just just seeing that, I it made me come at this in a way that it was so supernatural because I came at this with the opposite spirit. Rather than being sad and gloom and being destroyed or just something that was just downgraded. I said, you know what? We're alive. And this is the time to rejoice and to be glad that we have the opportunity to do something that so many lost that chance of doing. And rather than, than just be in a place of defeat, it's time to rejoice and to celebrate the victory that we have in wow. Christ. Wow. And that just hit me. You know what? I need to celebrate and rejoice mm -hmm. and just bring that to the world that we have so much to be grateful for, so much to, to dance for. And to have the privilege to be able to do that with not only the right attitude, with the right heart, but with the right spirit. Then that brought it all together, doing it for the right purpose. And that is to not only rejoice, but to praise and to worship your creator, not as just God Almighty, but as your father. And the beautiful part about this whole revelation and this ministry that God has given me, it's 
to be able to learn how to party with your God, with your dad. Wow, you know that sounds like fun. It's so much fun. Oh, it's yeah. heaven. <laughs>